Welcome to the Hope City Church Podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. Continue talking today about resting. We've been in our connect groups. If you are part of one of our connect groups, um, we are going through this series, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And it's a book on learning to rest. And it's a book on uh, basically ruthlessly eliminating hurry from your life so that you're able to slow down and receive all God has for you. Because uh, much of society is running at breakneck speed, right? And there's a reason it's called breakneck speed. Do you know what that reason is? Yeah, because when you fall, you'll break your neck because you're going too fast. And so we don't want to be people who are running so fast that when we fall, we make a mess of things, we break our necks, and we become useless and incapacitated. Do we? No. And so we've been talking about last week, one of the last things that I mentioned as we were shutting the service down was that we need to learn to rest so that we can run the race the Lord has put before us well. Pastor Jenny just used the expression, we want to love people well. And we do want to love people well, don't we? Like we want to be people who are known for our love for others. And we want that love to be tangible, to be felt. Not our love, but the Father's love felt through us. And we have to be rested and refreshed in his presence so that when we are speaking and communicating and spending time with people, they feel feel that love of God from us. Amen? And they won't feel that if we're running at breakneck speed. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody and you feel like, man, this person is trying to get away from me as fast as possible? Like, we're, we're both standing here talking, but I can tell this person has 20 other things to do. And don't you feel bad talking to that person? I, sometimes, honestly, guys, I'll be honest with you. Like, sometimes I feel like by default I am that person because when we come to church here, there's so much stuff happening, and I hate it. And I'll be trying to talk to somebody, and then somebody comes up with a problem. I need to talk to you about this. I need you to take care of this. And I have to go do something. And then on my way to go take care of this problem, somebody else runs up, and they're like, oh, I have to talk to you about this and this. And honestly, I hate it because what I want to do is I want to love people well, and I feel so bad when I'm talking to Ella, and we're having a conversation about life and what's happening and what's going on in our life and then some of this problem pops up and you're like oh I gotta go take care of this problem and you're heading off this way and oh I need to talk to you about this and you get so divided that you're not able to love people well and we're not called to be those kind of people we're called to be people who rest and are refreshed in the presence of God so that when we encounter those folks when we have conversations that we've got something to give away so if you were here last week Let's just recap last week a little bit because not everybody was here. And listen, I know that when people aren't here, they don't necessarily listen to the message from last week. So guess what? Good news for you. We're going to recap what we talked about last week just a little bit before we jump in today. Last week we talked about, I called the message last week, Rest by Design. And we talked about this, this new thing that's called hurry sickness. And hurry sickness, and uh, Jaden doesn't have the slides for this because I didn't tell him I was going to do this. So you're just... You just get to listen for 30 seconds while I recap last week's message. Hurry sickness is behavior pattern characterized by continual rushing and anxiousness. It's an overwhelming and continual sense of urgency. It's also defined as a malaise in which a person feels chronically short of time and tends to perform every task faster and gets flustered. Okay, Jaden, I see you. 
and gets flustered when encountering. You feel pretty good about yourself right now, don't you? <laughs> good job. You get a gold star on your chart. <laughs> and gets flustered when encountering any kind of delay. This is hurry sickness. And they say, they being people who know a lot and study a lot of people and do all kinds of studies, that most people alive in 2022 suffer from hurry sickness. And then there was 10 symptoms that you could look at your life and say, do I suffer from hurry sickness? Am I too busy in my life? Are these things that I suffer from? Or is my life running at a pace which is sustainable and a rhythm at what the Lord wants me to live. That's a good thought to have. Am I living in a rhythm and a pace that the Lord desires me to live at, or am I running beyond where the Lord wants me to be? Are you running faster than the Lord, or are you running with the Lord? Are you walking with God, or are you running ahead of him and hoping he'll catch up with you? <laughs> Most of us... Most of us are like the toddler who is down the road. We've all seen these people. And the parents are like way back here. And the toddler is way down there. And the kid is just like gone. And the parents are like, yeah, we'll catch up with them sometime. Do you know what I'm talking about? We've all seen this, right? Well, most of us, that translates to our spiritual walk with the Lord. And we're way ahead of him. We're way past him. We're way beyond him. And he's walking at this speed. And we're thinking the Lord needs to catch up with us. When really the Lord is trying to say to his people, I want you to slow down and walk with me. Let's be people who learn to walk at the pace and the rhythm of the Lord. And I'll tell you this. And you may know this from your own life already. But the Lord really isn't in a hurry. For someone who the Bible says a day is as a thousand years, you could tell that guy's not really in a rush, is he? He's got time to spare. He's got life to enjoy. He's got things to do. And when he does them, he enjoys what he does. He doesn't rush through them. He's in no hurry. And he desires us to be those kind of people as well. So 10 symptoms of hurry sickness in your life. And you can look through your life and say, do I have these in my life? And if I have these, are these a result of me being too busy and moving through life too fast? So first thing here is irritability. Do you just find that you get irritable? Like for no good reason, off the bat, right away, like you're just irritable? Uh, are you hypersensitive? You know, somebody says something and they just mean it like in a normal, general tone and they're just talking to you and you take it the wrong way. You're like, what? How dare you talk? That's so offensive. You hurt my heart. Those words, are you hypersensitive? Are you, do you suffer with restlessness? Uh, do you, are you a workaholic? Is anybody here a workaholic? Nobody wants to put their hand up. <laughs> Sam put his hand up. <laughs> Uh, or you just can't stop doing something. You're always having to do something. That's a better way of saying it. Is there people here that you always have to be doing something? <laughs> it's okay to say, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Maybe me. Uh, emotional numbness. Uh, your priorities are out of order. Uh, you're not able to take care of your body. Uh, you have escapist behaviors in your life, whereas you do things like to escape from the busyness of your life. And everybody has escapist behaviors in your life. If you're not careful and you're not paying attention, you'll find yourself doing things 
that you pull away from the hurry and the, the breakneck speed of your life, you'll find that you escape into other patterns and other rhythms. Uh, the second last thing here is slippage of your spiritual disciplines. How when you get too busy in life and you have hyper, um, you're, you have hurry sickness, one of the first things to go is your spiritual walk with the Lord. Isn't that right? Because you're too busy. And it's easy to cut things like you're reading your Bible and praying. And then the last thing here they say, one of the symptoms is isolation. And so when you get too busy in your life, you get too tired, people end up exhausting you, and you're like, I'm so busy, I just need to be by myself. And so you pull away. And listen, God's design is not that you live life in isolation. Don't we know this? God is a God of community. God desires us to be in relationship with other people. God desires us to be in relationship with him. But when we get so busy in life, we pull away by ourselves. And when you get pulled away by yourself, that's when you're in danger of being taken up by the enemy because nobody's around to protect you. Nobody's around to say, hey, I'm seeing this in your life. Let me help you because you're all by yourself and nobody's around you to say, man, that's weird. You're thinking weird. You're acting weird. You're watching stuff you shouldn't watch. You're putting stuff in your body you shouldn't put in your body. This is not the life that you should be living, but you isolate and nobody's there to call you out on it so these are things in your life that you can say do I have these things in my life and if you say yeah I've got a bunch of those things in my life then probably you're moving in life at a speed that is unhealthy and that you shouldn't be traveling at so let's be people who slow down and walk at the pace and rhythm of our Lord okay we looked in Genesis chapter 2 last week, and we looked how uh, the Lord made Adam, he made man and woman on day 6, and on day 7 was the day that he rested. We talked about how rest was how Adam spent his first day on the planet, and we talked about how uh, Sabbath and rest was created before any sin entered the world, before there was any covenant that was made. It was God's original design that he created us in such a way to have rest in our life that's his design for us and so today we're going to talk about resting in joy or joy in rest okay and so here's the thing many of us can find ways to rest but a lot of times when we are resting we feel guilty about it we don't feel like we should be enjoying our rest we feel like you sit down and you like rest for a few minutes and you start thinking all the things you should be doing all the jobs that you have to take care of all the things that you haven't done yet that need to be taken care of am i alone or is, is this just me put up your hands so everybody can see all the people who when they sit down to rest at some point they begin to feel like i should be doing other things there's a lot of hands up andreas barely puts his hand up he's like oh. he's a he's a secret hand putter upper <laughs> But here's the thing, the Lord desires us and designed us to enjoy resting in him. He's okay with you enjoying rest. And we're going to look at a scripture here together so that we can see this in the Bible. Go with me to the book of Isaiah, and we're going to look in Isaiah chapter 58. Isaiah chapter 58. And, um, you know, in Mark chapter 2, 
there's that story of Jesus and his disciples walking through the fields on the Sabbath. And his disciples are hungry and they start pulling off the heads of grain. Do you know this story? They start pulling off the heads of grain. They start eating them. And the Pharisees see it and they get mad and they run out and chase Jesus. And they say, hey, your disciples are breaking the Sabbath. They're harvesting and they're not supposed to be harvesting, not supposed to be doing this. What do you think's going on? What do you think your guys are doing? And Jesus' response is he tells them a story about King David, how King David, when he's hungry, he went in and he ate this bread that was only supposed to be for the Lord and for the priests. And he, King David ate it anyways. And then Jesus goes on and he says, don't you know that Sabbath was made for man and not man for Sabbath? And what the Lord, what Jesus was saying was that Sabbath is a gift for you that God created. Rest is a gift for you that God created. You're not created uh, for the Sabbath. You're not there to do something on the Sabbath. The Sabbath was created for you to rest. The Lord desires you to be a rested, healthy person so that you can continue to run the race that he has set before you. If you're not rested, we talked about this a bit last week. If you're not rested... If you're not refreshed, you're not going to be able to run the race that God has put before you. When people do things like train for those crazy marathons, you know those crazy people who love to run like, I don't know, how, how many kilometers is a marathon? 42? 42. Has anybody here ran a marathon? Okay, good. We're all in the same boat then. <laughs> You know, when those, guys, when those guys run marathons, do you know what they don't do the day before the marathon? They don't run a marathon. Do you know why they do? It's because their bodies need to be rested and refreshed for the race that they're about to run the next day. And so they rest, they store up their energy, they eat food they need to eat so that when they go run the race, they've got the things inside of them they need to finish the race that they're going to go take care of. And so a lot of us as believers, we just run our life so fast that we have no rest built into it. And God doesn't want you living a life like that where you have no rest and you keep running because eventually what's going to happen is if you have no rest in your life, you're wore out. And when you're wore out, and when you slow down, it's when the enemy comes along and says, hmm, look at this little tasty, lonely gazelle all by himself, separated from the herd. Let's take him out. Let's get rid of this guy. We need to rest. So anyways, Jesus says that Sabbath was made for the man and not man for the Sabbath. It's a gift for you. So in Isaiah chapter 58, Verse number 13, it says this. Keep the Sabbath day holy. It means sanctified, set apart, holy. Don't pursue your own interest on that day, but, everybody say but. But enjoy the Sabbath. Enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do on that day and don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Look at this. Enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight. 
God wants you to enjoy the rest that he has created for you. God wants you to rest, and when you are resting, he wants you to enjoy that rest. He doesn't want you to feel guilty about it. He doesn't want you to feel shamed about it, like you should be doing something else. God wants you to pause, stop working. We, we talked about the Sabbath last week, what the word Sabbath actually means. And part of those things is it means to actually stop to cease from work. God wants you having built into your life rhythms and patterns where you just stop from all the work that you do and you rest. And when you are resting in him, he wants you to enjoy it. It is a good word. How many of us enjoy rest? You need it. You need it, but you're happier when you have it. You don't enjoy it. Did you hear what she said? Yeah, so Pastor Jenny said, and this is true. I can attest that this is true. Pastor Jenny does not enjoy rest. She doesn't look for ways to rest. Yeah, but she knows she needs it, and when she's gotten it, when she does have rest, she's happier for it. And as her husband, I can attest that this is true in life. It's hard for Pastor Jenny to find time to sit down. Pastor Jenny does so many things. She's got so much stuff going on. In fact, we were, we were all, we were together last night, um, the four of us, uh, Ella and Josiah and me and Jenny, we went driving out and we were talking about, um, you know, on your cell phones, if you have an iPhone, the, the Lord's phone, um, <laughs> If you, <laughs> if you have an iPhone, um, it tells you how much time you've spent on your phone. Uh, like, uh, I don't know. I don't ever look at it. <laughs> I think at once a week you get a pop-up, right, saying that it tells you how much time you've spent on your, on your phone. And so we were talking about this last night. And so Josiah was looking at his, and then Ella was looking at hers. Mine is, like, super low, guys, just so you know. It tells you, like, how many times, like, you pick up your phone, how many notifications you get sent. There's, like, pickups. It's called, like, a pickup, like how many times you pick up your phone during the day. And it's good to know those stats, actually. When you know, like, how much you're picking up your phone, you're like, wait a second, this thing is way out of control. Like, I'm just on my phone too often they're great but they're terrible can we disagree that technology is great but terrible at the same time you've got to keep technology in check technology works for you you don't work for technology but if you're not paying attention you will work for technology you will get sucked into their ecosystem and you've got to work really hard to pull yourself away from that because listen these things are some of the biggest distractions and biggest hindrances to rest in our life. You're like, well, I need my phone to read my Bible. Great. When you read your Bible, turn off your notifications or get an old school Bible. It's hard to get digital notifications on this thing. You just have some paper in front of you. But God wants you to enjoy the Sabbath. God wants you to enjoy rest. He wants you, when you're in time with him, when you're in his presence, he wants you to enjoy it and be refreshed and rested in his presence. He wants you, when you talk about the Sabbath, when you talk about resting, he wants you to talk about it with delight. Like, this is a good thing. I can't wait to rest in God. 
You know how like when you talk about going on holidays, I can't wait to go to Mexico. I can't wait to go to the Caribbean. I can't wait to go to Disneyland. And you talk about it, you plan about it, you go online and you find all the details and all the things you're gonna do and like what beach you're gonna go sit on and how much SPF you need on your suntan lotion so you don't get like all fried and crispy and you're just excited about it and you're looking forward to it and you're talking about it with great joy. I'm going to Thailand and I can't wait. It's gonna be so warm and so hot at Christmas time. Yay for me. And you're excited about it, right? You guys don't get excited about going places? <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Is the Lord wants you to feel the same way about your rest with him. Pastor Blake during prayer this morning was talking about sports events. And he was talking about, you know, like, and, and we talk about this often in churches and how people go to sporting events or concerts. It, it's, like, it's amazing. Like, I actually, like, I love to watch people. I'm a people watcher. And I love to watch people's behavior and patterns. And so during prayer, Pastor Blake was talking about, you know, like, when you go to sporting events, people are crazy and they're excited and they're loud and they make lots of noise and they're full of joy. Right? And it's true, isn't it? Like, doesn't the World Cup start today? Yeah? Yeah. Ask Dylan. <laughs> the World Cup starts today, Dylan. Yeah, and, and those stadiums are filled with people, aren't they? And are those people, when they're sitting in the stadiums, they're like, oh, this is, uh, this is wonderful. This is great. I'll just, here, here, good job. Hmm. No, those people are crazy. Remember those weird horns when the World Cup was in Africa, the Vavuzula, whatever, and they sounded like bees? Like, they were like 10 feet long. Do you guys remember that? You don't remember the Vavuzula horn or whatever it was called? Let's just keep saying Vavuzula as often as we can. But people, when they go to these other places, they're crazy. They, they make noise. They hoot. They holler. When you're at a concert and your favorite band's playing. Do you ever think about this? When you're at, who goes to concerts here? Put your hands up. Let's all see the concert, people. Okay. And you go to a concert, and your, your band comes on that you've been waiting for, and how excited are you? And you're, like, singing along, and you're screaming, and you're dancing, and you're, like, you got your hands up. And then do you ever think about, like, when you come to church and it's worship time, how you worship versus how you were at the concert last night? Because I think about this all the time. Anybody else think about that? See, the Lord wants you to enjoy resting in him and his presence more than we enjoy those other places. Like, he wants you to enjoy those things. Those are things that are great and awesome. Go enjoy them, have fun. But he wants you to come into his presence and be rested and refreshed and talk about your time with him with delight. And say, you know what I did yesterday? Nothing. I put my phone away, and I went for a walk outside. I talked to my wife. I talked to my kids. I spent time listening to the voice of the Lord. We just, me and Jesus went on a walk yesterday, and you know what? Like, it was just great. We just walked. We just walked, and we talked. And I was like, hey, man, that's a weird tree. And he's like, yeah, that's my favorite tree. Have you ever had conversations with the Lord, and you tell the Lord you love stuff? I remember one time that I was walking with the Lord, and I was thinking about a song, and I said, I like that song. He said, I like that song, too. You know, the Lord just wants to spend time with you. And he wants you to enjoy the time that you spend with him as much as he enjoys the time spent with you. Y yes, come. Do you guys remember Mark Buchanan? He was here. And he's written a lot of books on Sabbath. And um, how many of you, like this week and last week, how much has it been ministering to you, just hearing this on resting in God? Hands, yeah. Um, 
Mark said this in one of the books, The Rest of God. It's a really good book if you haven't read it yet. But he said, in a culture where busyness is a fetish and stillness is laziness, rest is sloth. But without rest, we miss the rest of God. Not the rest of God, but the rest of God. The rest he invites us to enter more fully so that we might know him more deeply. The scripture says, be still and know that I am God. Some knowing is never pursued, only received. And for that, you need to be still, church. Sabbath is both a day and an attitude to nurture such stillness. It is both time on a calendar and a disposition of the heart. It's a day we enter, but just as much a way we see. Sabbath imparts the rest of God, actual physical, mental, spiritual rest, but also the rest of him. The things of God's nature and present we miss is in our busyness. I just thought that was really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to miss God. Do we want to miss God? If you, if you miss God, you're missing the whole point. Right? The whole point of this is to spend time with the Lord. It's not to come to church on Sundays and feel good about yourself, like I've done my civic Christian duty. It is to come and be in his presence and be rested and refreshed, filled up, so that then when you leave this place, or when you leave the time in the morning where you're spending reading your Bible and praying, that you've got something to give away to everybody else that you encounter. Right? We talked about loving people well. To do that, you have to know how to love people well. And learning to love people well comes from spending time in his presence where you are molded and shaped more and more into his image. So if you miss resting in God, if you miss time in his presence, all you're really doing is just taking yourself everywhere you go. Because it's just you. But you need to get more and more of the Lord inside of you. Where he can begin to chip away and shape things inside of you and say, let me take this piece from you. Let me trade this piece that you have with this piece. I'm going to give you a piece of me. I'm going to take this piece away from you. I'm going to give back something a little bit better. So that when you leave, you've got something to give away. So, Isaiah 58, enjoy the Sabbath, speak of it with delight. So, real quickly here in closing, I want to share with you a couple things, a couple practical things that may be stopping you from being able to, to, to not enjoy the rest of God, right? Because God wants us to rest. God wants us to have Sabbath. God wants us to spend time with him. But often in times, we just can't do it. And there could be a couple different reasons that we're not. So number one, the first thing here that could stop you from hindering or stop you from resting in the Lord and enjoying that time of rest, the first thing here I want to talk about is that you've believed the lie that busier is better, right? The devil is the father of all lies, and so he comes and he tells us things all the time that aren't true. And one of those things is uh, you've got to be busy. You've got to keep moving. The world is going to pass you by. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. You've got to do this thing over here. And so we believe the lie that if I'm busier, I'm better. If I do more, I'm better. If I do this, I'm a good person. When in reality, the Lord is trying to get his people to slow down so that we can hear his voice, so that we can become more like him. And so often when God calls us to times of rest, really in the deepest parts of our heart, we don't believe that slowing down is the right thing. We believe that busier is better and I should do more because we live in a consumer-driven society where more is always better, right? Bigger is always better, isn't it? Well, I have a 40-inch TV, but they just came out with a 2,000-inch TV. I obviously need this one because bigger is better. 
I used to work 40 hours a week, but now they're saying people can work 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week, 70 hours a week. I've got to work more because more is better. Busier is better. So often, you can't really rest because deep down inside, you've believed a lie that if I'm busier, somehow I'm better. And for Christians, for believers, often we believe the lie, if I'm busier doing good things, if I'm busier doing things for Jesus, wow, that makes me a really good person. I really must be better. But what God really is looking for is people that will slow down and learn to rest and live in the rhythm of his life and walk side by side with him. Not people that he's always calling down the road after and saying, I want to talk to you. Come back here. Don't run in that road. You know what I'm talking about? The next thing is this, is often, and this is a big one, we talked a little bit about this last week, is often a big stumbling block in being able to enjoy rest and resting in general is lack of boundaries in your life. Where you just don't say, this is a boundary in my life, this far and no more. And you know what, we had a conversation years ago, me and Pastor Jenny, and and she was saying that, uh, this has been like 10 years ago, but we had lived a life, we'd grown up with my parents, we'd grown up in my parents' church, and, uh, you know, my parents just did a good job of, like, keeping an eye on things and making sure that you didn't get off too far by yourself. They were good shepherds. They were tending the sheep. They were always there. And we got to a place one time, we moved cities, we moved away from my parents, and suddenly there were no boundaries. And we had a conversation where Jen said, you know, this has been, like, more than 10 years ago now, but she's like, I didn't even know what boundaries were. And a lot of people don't understand what a boundary is. And so Merriam-Webster says that a boundary is something that indicates or fixes a limit or extent. Basically, a boundary is this far, no more. This over here is yours. This over here isn't. It's a marker. It's a line. It says this is where you can come to and this is where you have to stop at. A lot of us do not have boundaries in our life. And so when it comes to time for resting, you allow yourself to be distracted. People come into your life. They're like, oh, I just need to talk to you for a minute. I need to talk to you about this. Listen, I put hard boundaries into my life. Okay, on my phone, Jesus' phone, the iPhone, has these focus modes. And these focus modes are great because you can put your phone in a focus mode. And what I do is every Friday at 5 p.m., I put my phone in what I call a Sabbath mode because I can name it whatever I want. And so on my phone, it says Sabbath. And at 5 o'clock Friday, every Friday, automatically, my phone goes into this mode where nothing comes through. I get no distractions. I get no notifications. Phone calls can't come through. Nothing pops up on my screen. Why do I do that? So that I can have a boundary in my life where I can put this thing away and I can rest and not be distracted. Because listen, I have have like pretty good strong character and I could say, no, I could have my phone on and just put it away. But how tempting is it when your phone is sitting five feet away from you and it keeps lighting up on the screen, you keep seeing things, eventually you say, I need to check this. Something's obviously going on. And so for me, a boundary in my life is I put this phone in a do not disturb mode so that things can't come through so that I can can truly rest and enjoy it knowing that in 24 hours this focus mode on my phone will turn off and I can go look at what I need to look at I can answer emails I can answer phone calls I can do whatever I need to do but for 24 hours my time is the Lord's time can I just say to most of us in the room 
Most of us in the room are not so important that there is some catastrophic, catastrophic emergency where you have to be available 24-7. A lot of us love to believe that. A lot of us love to think, you know what, the world needs me. At any moment, the government could call me to solve this problem. So I have, to, I have to have my phone on. I have to be staring at this thing nonstop. They say the average person, not millennial, just average person, picks up their phone like 2,700 times a day. And they say that for millennials, they believe it's double that. They've done studies, and here's... They found out through studies that just being in the same room as your phone, like if your phone is over there and you're not even, you don't even have it and you're over here on this phone, they say that being in the same room as your phone while it's on decreases or diminishes your capacity because your head is turned towards it wondering what is happening over there and if you need to be looking or focusing on it. Proverbs chapter 22 Verse 28, Jaden, can you put this up and we'll blow? says this. It says, don't cheat your neighbor by moving the ancient boundary markers set up by previous generations. I want to tell you this. When you don't have boundaries in your life or when you allow people to move the boundaries that you set, they are cheating you and they're cheating themselves. Set boundaries in your life so that you can learn to rest in the Lord. You probably don't need to text people after a certain time of night. It can probably wait till the next morning. You probably don't need to text people at 6 o'clock in the morning. It can probably wait until they're on my phone. Again, I have my phone set in a do not disturb mode so that when the first thing I get up in the morning, I'm not staring at my phone because in my world, if I get messages, it's because something that has to be taken care of. But I want the morning to be with me and the Lord. And so my phone is set on a boundary of do not disturb until after 7 o'clock. So those messages that come in before 7, I don't see them. So that I can spend time with Jesus and not have to worry about what's popping up on my phone. Does that make sense? I encourage you to set boundaries in your life. Everybody's going to have different boundaries. Everybody's going to have different things in their life they need to say this far and no more. But you need to take stock of your life and say, where do I need to put boundaries in my life so that I can rest and enjoy the rest? Not just rest and wonder what's happening over there, but rest with the Lord and enjoy it. Put boundaries in your life. The next thing that you could say that could hinder you from spending time with the Lord is lack of planning. Um, in Exodus chapter 16, verse 29, Jaden, we got this up there. It says, they must realize, this is the Lord and Moses talking. This is when God brought manna to the people so they could eat manna because they were in the wilderness and there was nothing to eat. And so in verse 29 it says, they must realize that the Sabbath is the Lord's gift to you. Guys, Rest is God's gift to you. It's his gift to you. And he wants you to enjoy his gifts. When you give a gift to somebody, don't you want them to enjoy it? Isn't that your heart's desire? I hope I got this for you. I hope you love it. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you use it. It says here that Sabbath is the Lord's gift to you. That is why he gives you a two-day supply, talking about manna, on the sixth day, so there will be enough for two days. On the Sabbath day, you must put each, or you must each stay in your place. Don't go out to pick up food on the seventh day. What do you see here? The Lord is planning ahead for them to rest. Often we don't rest in life. Why? Because we haven't planned properly. 
plan your life. Plan ahead in your life so that you can rest. You know, when you go on holidays, what do you do before you leave town? You plan. You make sure you take care of all the things at home that you got to take care of. You, like, shut off things that got to be shut off. You put your heat and your air conditioning, whatever, on certain cycles so that the hair, it's all taken care of. You make sure that somebody's picking up your mail when you're gone. You make sure that people aren't throwing your newspapers at the door so it doesn't look like nobody's home and your house gets robbed. You take care of all these things. What are you doing? You're planning ahead. But let me say this to you. If you don't plan to spend time with the Lord and if you don't plan ahead, it's not going to happen. Fail to plan, plan to fail. If you want to spend time with the Lord, you need to plan ahead. I planned ahead. In my personal life, I planned ahead. I made a schedule on my phone so that I don't even have to think about it now. It just happens on my phone. And the great thing about Apple is it goes across all your devices. So my computer, my iPad, my phone, they all go in this mode. And I've planned ahead so that I can rest and not have to worry about this. It's just a schedule that I've set up. I planned ahead. And just like here, the Lord gave them a gift, but the gift was the Sabbath is a day of rest, but he planned ahead and said, hey, just so you know, I'm going to give you enough food the day before so you have food for the next day, so don't worry about it. I'm planning ahead for you so that you can still continue to rest in me. And then the last thing here is that you just could have bad management of your time. Do we have any bad, bad time managers? The Lord wants you to manage your time. Colossians chapter 4 verse 5 says this. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. You know, uh, Rick Warren says that time is one of the most precious gifts you have because you have a finite amount of it. God is calling us to be people who are rested and refreshed in his presence. We're going through this study in our connect groups, learning about eliminating hurry from our lives so that we can learn to be people who slow down and walk at the rhythm and the pace with Jesus. We have to learn how to pull things out of our life so that we can do that because our lives are so full, our lives are so busy, there's so much going on. And if we don't begin to thoughtfully remove things from our life, we will get overwhelmed and crash and burn. If you get overwhelmed and you crash and burn, then you're not able to run the race the Lord has set for you to run. And I believe that every person in this room has a race that God has called them to run. I believe there is something that every person in this room is called to do, that God has said, I, I have called you to go and to do this. This is the race that I have for you. I need you rested and ready to go on that race so that you can be the person I've called you to be, so you can go where I've called you to can go. And, and beyond that, I want you to finish the race that I've called you to run. I don't want you to tap out on the way to the end. He wants you to enjoy your time with him. And speak of it well. Speak of it with delight. So to do those things, you've got to plan your time. You've got to think ahead. You've got to put boundaries into your life. Boundaries, guys, listen to me. Boundaries is a very big deal. You've got to put boundaries in your life, and you have to keep those boundaries. Oftentimes, people will come to me and want to talk about something late at night, early in the morning, and I have to say, we can talk about this at this time and such. Or, uh, you know what? 
I am resting right now. It is my Sabbath. We'll talk about this in 24 hours. And you know what? Here's the thing. Most times, people are okay with it. You're like, what? what's wrong with you? Solve my problem right now. Most times, they're like, oh, okay, that's cool, yeah. I'm, yeah, you go rest, man. I didn't, I didn't want to talk about it. How many times have you heard this? When somebody says, I want to talk about this, you're like, oh, can we talk about this and this? Yeah, sure. We didn't have to talk about it now. I was just telling you because I was thinking about it. But we take this burden on, like, somebody contacted me, and i got to talk about this right now. i got to solve this problem right now. At least that's what I do. But oftentimes, they're just reaching out because it's on their mind at that moment. They're not necessarily expecting you to work through that problem right then and there. It's just something that we take on and say, oh, I've got to solve this right now. Put boundaries in your life and guard those boundaries. Watch those boundaries. Proverbs says it's cheating. Actually, the Passion Translation says it this way. The previous generation has set boundaries in place. Don't you dare move them just to benefit yourself. Stand up with me. I, I, hope, I hope you're listening. I hope this is helping. I hope that you are learning to live a slowed down life. cell phones <laughs> gotta love them my desire and I believe the Lord's desire is that we are learning to walk in rhythm and in step with him I do believe that distraction and busyness is one of the great tools of the enemy where he desires to get us moving so fast that we just aren't able to hear the voice of the Lord clearly because we're doing too much. And the Lord is trying to call his people back to a place of resting and refreshment in him so that we can run the race well that he has for us to run Jeremiah talks about how he has plans for us good plans to give you a future to give you a hope and we all love to quote that scripture we tell that scripture to people all the time God's got a plan give you a future and a hope and it's true and it's good and it's right but if we don't slow down and walk with him, oftentimes we get ahead of him. And he's back there shouting out our name. We've run off down the road. Let's be people who beyond everything else walk with the Lord at his pace, where we enjoy our times of rest, where we enjoy our Sabbath. Well, we don't feel bad for saying, you know what I did? Nothing. You know what? Let's talk about this later. I can't talk about this right now. I'm resting. You're resting? Yeah, I'm resting. I'm spending time with the Lord. 
He's my priority. He's my goal. He's my desire. And above everything else, the world will stop for him. You know, I guess that's really it. Are we willing to stop the busyness of the world for him? Or is the busyness of the world more important than him? I guess that's the question we gotta ask ourselves. And whether you, I mean, a lot of us with our words say, well, geez, Jake, obviously the Lord is more important than anything else. We say that with our words, we say it with our mouth. But do our actions line up with our words? Do we rest in Him? Father, we thank You. Thank you, Jesus. We thank You for Your Word. We thank You for Your presence. We thank You for Your anointing. God, we thank You that every time we open this book, that there is life-changing words that flow into our heart and our mind. And Father, I just pray right now that you are at work revealing your truth to us. God, I thank you that you are showing us ways to rest in you, that you are showing us, God, maybe there's boundaries that we need to set up in our life. Maybe we have been people who have no boundaries and we've been roaming around and we are out of control. Father, I thank you right now that you are showing us in our lives where we need to establish boundaries so that we can enjoy the rest of you and your spirit. Father, we desire to be people who walk in step with you. We desire to spend time in your presence, putting the cares and the worries of the world away and laying them at your feet, realizing that really there's not much that we can do about them in our own strength anyways. Father, I thank you for your spirit of wisdom that begins to flow into our hearts and lives, opening our eyes and our ears to your voice so that we are able to follow you wherever you are leading and guiding us to go. Father, I thank you for the people in this room right now that you are teaching us to be people after your heart, people that are rested and refreshed, running, ready to run the race that you have called us to run. God, I ask right now that you work in our hearts you show us areas that we need to change, that you are transforming and molding and shaping us more into your image to be the person that you have called us to be, to do the things that you have called us to do. We rest in you, Jesus. We enjoy your rest. We love you. Son's name we all said. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.